2: Five listeners around the world, good morning to our easy way family and to our superstar host Retha gray Retha, good morning good, good
1: morning, good morning, good morning
2: Well, brief, here we are in midsummer uh, i I wish it would slow down a little bit. Summer to me is July and August, and that's when you're off school I mean we've been oh, off we school were for...
1: <laughs> I in, in California we were off like the end of June, middle of June. In the middle of September. Now they just, they have all year round school. They do all kinds
2: of crazy stuff. Who knows? Wow. I don't know what's going on now. I know it's crazy. <laughs> easy. Reef, you're coming up here. The, uh, easy way experience, right? The easy way, uh, was it the 25th coming up? Easy way experience and easy way experience. And Reef is going to be on the, on the list there. Go to easy way. wall of fame. This is going to be exciting. Uh, a lot of this is a treasure trove of information for people. This is going to be fun, and uh, so many things going on in the world. Ruth, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's a little different. I mean, the news is a little different today, but I guess every generation says that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think things come and go in cycles. You never know what's going to happen, but we always know that there's going to be a hot topic one way or the other. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. So why don't we move on to
1: Hot Topic Time?
2: Let's see what's going on.
1: Ripped from the headlines. Today's Hot Topic. Well, the 2020 Olympics are over. And, you know, it took me uh, like half the Olympics to figure out why are they calling it the 2020 Olympics? Because it was the 2020 Olympics. We just didn't have it until 2021. But it is over. It was a long, oh, I guess,
2: two weeks
1: of Olympics. I'm not a big sports fan, but I do like individual, Olymp- or individual sports. So I enjoyed seeing the uh, gymnasts perform. They had two what I consider Southern California sports that were new to the Olympics. They had skateboarding, and that Tony Hawk, I think, was even really there. You know, sometimes they have videos of people there, and they're not really there. But I, I I go back to Tony Hawk, although I never learned how to skateboard officially. And surfing, and I loved surfing when I was in high school. And surfing, it finally made it into the Olympics. It was wonderful to watch the um The Southern California people, of course, won the skateboard and the surfing events because that's what we do in California. But just a quick rundown of how the medals played out. The United States won the most overall medals, and it won also all the most medals, gold, silver, and bronze. So the the United States was really doing well. They won 39 gold. They only won one more gold than China, 41 silver, 33 bronze, and a total of 113 medals overall for the United States. China came in second with 38 gold, 32 silver, 18 bronze, and 88 total. Japan was third with 27 gold, 14 silver, 17 bronze, 58 and actually they came in third um in gold medals but overall they were, really weren't uh United Kingdom had 22 gold, 21 silver, 22 bronze and 65 total so they technically had the third highest total medals and Australia came in with 17 gold, 7 silver 22 bronze and 46 total. It was an exciting Olympic Games. Uh, The American gymnast team was wonderful. Simone Biles was wonderful. There were so many. The swimming, oh, the swimming was awesome. I watched quite a bit of the Olympics now that I think about it. There were shot puts and hammer throws and all kinds of running sports. It was really a good Olympics in spite of the pandemic. We'll see how that actually pans out to the final closing show last night wasn't particularly exciting but it wasn't bad and um, we're going to be looking to the next olympics which will be the winter olympics and i believe that's going to be in 2022 so that'll be here in, before you
2: even know it jim what is your hot topic today well, I'm getting Texas. Yes, I did mention an Easy Way networking experience August 25th, guys, because I know you've been asking. So we're going to go to the Easy Way wall in that So So uh, restaurants, okay, we're, the owners are becoming happy campers now. Customers are coming back, filling them up, and cooks needed. So that's a good thing. Now, on the other side of the coin, we got a little issue up there. It's kind of a big issue, really. Um, 60 fires grows into the second largest wildfire in California history. Thousands of people uh, are fleeing uh, because of these walls of flame are coming up that are very difficult to put out. When residents return, it's it's basically like coming back to the moon. There's nothing left, and uh, the uh, well, the, the total fires there are about a hundred major fires burning across the country. It's uh, about thirty five. About 3,000, let's see, 3,500 miles, square miles. That's a lot of acres, okay, so it's a big fire. And uh, so if you're going up that way, the air quality is very bad. They say it's about the worst. So, you know, you kind of want to stay away from that. The smoke's not good. The stock market is a bubble but may deflate in a good way, according to some economists. So maybe when the bubble pops, it's, maybe it's not so bad. The U.S. finished, uh, well, we pretty much covered this. We have uh, 113 overall medals. Women really helped with that, 66 of them. And the U.S. won the most gold at 39. So thanks to our women for, they really came through and helped us uh, cross the line on this one. And uh, we got, uh, oh boy, Governor Como's in a little hot water here. His uh, top aide quit because of all the accusations and, uh, Oh, by the way, it's his birthday. So Donald Trump's ex-press secretary, Sean Spicer, said that the former his former boss would run for president in 2024. Sea levels are rising one inch every three years. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. It's kind of an issue around. Well, we got Florida. People are saying they wake up in the morning on a sunny day and there's flooding. Some of the streets are closed off. And it's, uh, it's because of the uh, sea level rise has come up and uh, it's causing a problem, a problem there. And the uh, the state has increased 352 percent since 2000. So you know, it's Venice is having its issues. Uh, Tokyo, China,
3: Vietnam.
2: There's there's a lot of issues because the water is creeping up very slowly. And some areas are lower than sea level, like New Orleans. So they're counting on these walls. Uh, we have a U.N. report, 3,500-page uh, U.N. report on the, the status of all this climate change issues. It's the most thorough ever put out. A fast-growing number of small towns will pay you up to $20,000 to move there to help boost their economy. Looking at that one. And our young actors today, well, let's see. I was checking some of them out. got Han Solo, you know, he was the young Han Solo. Uh, Harrison Ford, he's now 79 years old. And uh, if you're, anybody remembers Rowdy Yates from uh, Rawhide, the young, basically unknown cowboy. And I'm thinking, how did I watch this? And now he's 91 years old. Robert Redford is 84. Gene Hackman's 91. Uh, Will Beaver, I saw Jerry Mathers at an event. We were basically standing next to each other. I didn't recognize him. Uh, he's my age, seventy-two. Well, uh, he looks you know, the same.
1: Speaking of your age,
2: Jim, you yeah.
1: had a birthday.
2: Happy I did. birthday,
1: I a, Jim
4: well, Zuly! Thank,
2: thank you, thank you. That was fun. Eric put on a uh, great show. Eric and Dante gave me a nice little birthday get together. We had the poppers and everything. The only thing that was a little off was we had one of these big poppers. And I thought you lit the fuse, and then it just pops. You know, the little paper comes out, and our uh, CFO Dave uh, came over and blew it out because he thought it was going to blow <laughs> So anyway, that's small news. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Eric got it on film. But it was fun. And, but, you know, Reef, I, I, I want to thank everybody for giving me a little birthday shout-out on the, on the post. You know how they do it?
1: Uh, I know, well, actually, I don't know how they do it. I never put it in the right place. I gave you a shout out, but I don't know if you saw it because I I don't know what I, I do wrong, but I do.
2: Well, I saw it, and I and I try to respond individually. And I was, you know, like wow. And there was, uh, I would write a little note. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Mary, for the, you know, so and so forth. And then there'd be, you know, like there's a lot, you know. I think it got over 100 and something, and uh, I want to thank because everybody you're on a it.
1: Very, you're a very popular guy, Jim. No,
2: no, it's because I'm Eric's papa. That's why. Well, you're popular for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I uh, thank you, Retha, for popping that on there and reminding me I'm a year older, and what can I say? But, you know, I was going to make a little <laughs> statement at the end of this report. So with all these celebrities we're seeing getting older, we're getting older, the best we could do is stay in shape, right Reese? You know, we're getting in our seventies. We we can't take that chance like we used to do a certain thing and well, I guess I gotta stop blabbering. We gotta get into our commercial and then we have from popular demand, Jerry and Carmelita Pittman coming on with us. So let's move along.
5: Introducing Easy Brave Family App, your new virtual vision twenty twenty. Be seen, be available, be everywhere. Available on Apple Store and Google Play. Track our content, stay connected, create your account to gain instant access. Go mobile or go home. We are living in a digital age and we think it's safe to say that all businesses are needing to transition from traditional brick and mortar to broadcast. Everything is really about data collection and building a community. EasyWay Broadcasting has created a social network slash solution provider within the EasyWay network to help its members with this transition Introducing the Easy Way Wall of Fame, a one-stop shop for business owners and influencers that help them to connect, grow, learn, and scale the Easy Way. Over the years, we have been building affiliates and partnerships in all genres. That means our platform utilizes all our members' businesses to provide services at a much lower cost, help sell their service, and promote their awareness to more potential customers. Through our new media empire, we have a reach to millions. Become an affiliate. Make money doing it the easy way create your free account today by visiting the easywaywalloffame.com accelerate your influence through direct access to the right influences We have many TV shows that our members can be interviewed by. We have our own magazine and radio station to promote our Easy Way Wall of Fame members' profiles, which they control. The more friends you get, the bigger your business will grow. Join the Easy Way Wall of Fame community for free today.
2: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And uh, we have, due to popular demand, we're having a little segment. On Jerry and Carmelita Pittman And I want to just go over a couple things Before I bring them on uh, Married 46 years Jerry, Martin Luther King's second cousin Knows the music business Lead singer with the casinos Road manager for Booker T and the MGs And the, the list goes on Owned uh, Pittman Limousine Service Worked at CNN, NBC for years And like I say guys This is because everybody wanted to know Hey, tell us more So that's what I going to do Producer of Top 40 music by Carmelita, also of Si High Tower on Carmen Records, gold record recipient, as a Warner Brothers promoter of Lenny Williams hit Tower of Power, and Carmelita of course uh, a USC grad, a teacher at the Uni- Unify, uh, La Unified School District, founder of the Rose Breast Cancer Society, uh, host of Carmelita's Corner on Easy Way Network, Radio Boomers Live, of course. A singer, and the list goes on. Now now let me do a little something for both of them. Jerry and Carmelita Pitman, share a love of music. Before Carmelita met Jerry, one of her favorite records was So Very Hard to Go by lead singer Lenny Williams of Tower of Power. So there's some names here. They have a history. She never dreamed she would meet the promoter of that record and was blown away when she saw the gold record which Jerry Pittman received when he promoted that record for Warner Brothers. Little did she know that she would marry Jerry Pittman. Uh, You know, this is pretty interesting stuff. And record, uh, what is now a rare collectible in Northern England, Australia, Japan, rosebud backed by Isn't It Lonely, made the top 40 charts with Godfather of Soul, James Brown, Psy High Towers, I Know You're Leaving Me. These are some big names then. You know, you younger people that might know this is big stuff. But Jerry Pittman on background vocals with Nature's Gift and Soprano by Carmelita also made the charts and is now a rare collectible produced by Jerry Pittman on Carmen Records. Here, you know this is this is some interesting stuff. The people, the baby boomers realized, wow, so everybody wanted to know what's going on with Jerry and Carmelita, how did it all put you? Well, let's bring them on and talk to them and see what's, what the whole story is. Jerry and Carmelita Pittman, are you with us?
0: Yes, good morning, there they are. Jim.
2: I'm here, Hello, Carmelita. and I'm. this is Jerry. <laughs> Here's Jerry, okay. So yeah. who comes first, Carmelita or Jerry, huh? Who's <laughs> the boss, right? Well, we all know that I'll that give you Carmelita. one guess.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know First. how it goes. I know how it
2: goes, Jerry. Uh, you're the boss as long as Carmelita agrees, right? That's about the size of right? <laughs> <laughs> it. Happy you. wife, well, I could, happy life. I'll tell you life. what. I could go yeah, happy, and wife,
7: happy wife, happy <laughs> wife. Rita. Yes.
2: And, and Rita's here with us, guys. You, of course you know Rita.
3: Yes. uh Yes.
2: Or, all four of us go back. We uh you know, so I remember these names and you guys have quite a life together. Uh so you know,
7: Jim I just, heard you, stated, Jim, I just heard you said Jim, you said you're seventy two, you're still a baby to us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
7: yeah. It,
0: but listen, you know what? It, I I i i hate to interrupt, but there are two songs that are gonna take up a lot of time. And okay. I'd like for everybody to hear them in their entirety before it's gone Because I have one eye on the clock And okay. uh, before you know it, it'll be 10.20 And it's already 10.17 So can we have we're those two along. songs? Yeah, we're the first one uh, Let me set it up, Isn't Nothing It Lonely? Me. I mean, okay
4: go the the so now that it's go Isn't it
0: lonely?
4: Isn't it lonely? Can you tell me? See you baby
6: Ooh, But
4: I've taken all that I can take So hope that I've learned from my mistake A mere thought of that lonely room Deep in a shadow of bloom spreading as it in the The man don't really care Because if he did, he'd be right here Gonna get myself together Until I'm feeling better Then I'm gonna take my time Go out and make my mind. Oh, baby. Who is it? Open oh, up, baby. It's me. Oh, it's you. Yeah, listen,
7: baby. I've been doing a lot of thinking since you've been gone. My life just hasn't been the same. My world is so empty without you.
4: Oh, if only you said that when I really needed you. But, baby. Oh, but, baby. Isn't it
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. Jerry and I wrote what? that one together, and yeah, that's, one. Uh, that's Jerry knocking at the door.
6: <laughs>
7: what, year? What, year? what year was that, guys?
0: Nineteen seventy-four is when the record came out, and yeah, we, the same year we got married.
7: we did it in seventy-three. Okay. I think. I think we did it in seventy-three, though. It was soon on there, gym.
0: Yeah, and but you know, like I said, the time is flying. Can we have the next one by Cy High Tower? I know you're okay, leaving.
2: Okay, my Cy. Okay. So I hit Oh yeah. I'm
7: <laughs> well, you I know, speaking it. of speaking of Lenny Williams, I saw him this past uh, uh, Saturday night uh, at the uh, Redondo Beach Center for the uh, Performing Arts in uh, okay. Redondo Beach. Uh, yeah,
0: uh, Jerry uh, is very close friends with Norman <laughs> Carter, the lead singer. Of the Delphonics and uh, Norman actually tried to recruit Jerry to sing with the Delphonics many many years many many times, but oh, wow. Jerry um, had you know NBC and CNN to deal with plus Plittman Limousine, so that didn't happen. But but uh, yeah. he got he was uh, a guest and went backstage and all of that, and the show was fantastic.
2: Wow. Yeah. Jerry, you know, tell us
0: about the show, Jerry.
2: Oh no, I was, was going to say nothing after. that. With. Well you, you say Jerry, do do you guys, do you keep in touch, you know, like with some of the guys, you know, we're yeah. talking to casinos and Booker T. Do you do you ever come across them? You keep in touch at all?
7: Well, I try to stay in touch with Steve Cropper. Steve Cropper is sort of the biggest name out of that whole bunch And now. He he uh was was a producer He he played with Booker T and MGs and he okay. produced he produced Rod Stewart and People like that. So, so Booker T. I mean, Steve Clap is, is very active in, in the music business still. And he, he moved oh, back wow. to he moved back to Memphis. He's back in Memphis now. So yeah. he And then I was only in Memphis only when we were working together. That's the only time I spent time in there. Okay.
0: Jerry isn't he the one that had that big house in the woods where you oh, guys no no no,
7: no, no, no. That was Leon. Uh, Housekeeper? No, 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 no. <laughs> Leon, uh, the the the, the uh, uh, musician, Leon, and I can't think of his name. He yeah, he's recently passed on. and oh, okay. uh, oh yeah, but he was up in Woodstock, well Woodstock, New York, and we were on the road with uh, of T. And uh, they invited us to spend the night at this big house, huge house, out in the woods. And Zine. I not know, know. Well,
0: I, I've i seen that that house on the cover of yeah. one of the CDs. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, before we go, I want to clear up one thing. Uh Daddy yeah. King had seven uh brothers, and one of them was John Oliver King, and he married Edna Butts, who is Jerry Pittman's grandmother,
6: yeah. who is the mother well, of,
0: of Hazel King. And that's how. He came to have that relationship as a second cousin because he, last time we were on, uh, Jerry kind of, kind of, you know, had, uh, had to feel his way about that one. But then he remembered, you know, how it how it is. And it's, uh, Jerry, you are the second cousin, right? Yes,
7: I am. Well, she makes a big deal out of it.
0: <laughs> well, to me, that's <laughs> a pretty big
2: deal. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're
7: like going like, okay. Okay.
2: Oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, um, it's a, you know, I wanted it's to an, make sure we an to clear it up. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But but thanks for having us uh, back on again, Jim. I uh, and Rita. I really do appreciate the invitation for an encore interview, and I hope our our friends are out there listening to our music. People probably wonder, well, why is Carmelita still promoting that music from way back when? But, but you know, a lot of people still haven't heard it. So, uh, as far as as I'm concerned, it uh, it still sounds good and still relevant, and why not? (laughs) And it's on
1: vinyl. You know, vinyl's making a comeback
2: now. You might want to be
1: released on vinyl. You never know.
2: Yeah, well, why like is that. it when you go into a lot of these restaurants and diners, they play music from the, the 60s and 70s? I mean, that's there it is. True. You know what I mean? They love that. Yeah, story.
0: yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, there is an audience for it, that's for sure. And uh,
7: You
2: can hear the words.
7: You hear the story. Mm-hmm. You can yeah, hear it. That's you know? true. It's true. Nowadays, you can't hardly understand anything with the new music. <laughs>
0: so,
7: no. no, no.
0: Well, you no, know, I don't Great know memory. about Jerry, but I love every form of music, you know. In fact, I was a rapping school teacher when it first came out in 1980s. I was Miss C rapping Pittman with the School of Cool. Yeah, made the chart. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, guys,
2: you should get Reetha in your group. She twerks and you, you rap. and Yeah. You go, wait, and the- wait a minute, wait a minute. Rita, Rita
1: twerks.
2: She's like, yeah, I've given
1: up twerking. I've given up twerking. I have to admit it. I, I've. I've crossed the line, so I'm no longer twerking. <laughs> and I trust me, you don't want me to sing. Carmelita well. has the bull face. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you Well,
7: see, come see come the come two of go. us around the house now. I mean, Carmelita's got a broken foot, that I've got a. A broken hip Oh, so, well, you know, we make quite a pair I mean, he's
0: he's okay. got the cane And I've got the crutches so, <laughs> I mean, right now, I told Jerry I said, you should see us in our living room If they mm. only could see us now, you know <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my well, I,
1: I, I didn't but, know, but, you know you know, broke your foot
0: Yeah, yeah, no fun But you know what, I invented a, a saying You know, in, in, in addition To the word that I coined Edutainment, I have a saying I'm like the year. Higher. I just bounce back and keep right on
2: rolling. You don't get worn out. Right? Yeah. Energizing, buddy, right, Jerry? Yeah, that's what you that's what you <laughs> well, well, we that's,
6: have
1: to be here, but that's... we can't break things now. But both of you, stop doing whatever it is that you're doing that you're breaking stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's...
2: well. Carmelita, that's better than having a, a fang around a tire. Going, that's why, well, yeah. Carmelita's similar to a tire; she gets worn out. So you, you no, no, it no, no, not me. I don't get worn out.
0: Mm-mm. I might have broke go. something, but it's not worn out. <laughs> no. This
2: this music is great stuff, and people love it. And the boomers, you know, I, if there was concerts going on, they'd fill the place because, uh, you know, it was so popular. And here we are waiting to hear. Oh, it again, Jerry you know?
0: said that the place at the. Redondo Beach of
7: Performing Arts was packed. Not to, not an yeah. empty seat. I went to my first concert I think in over a year. I mean maybe a year and a half and it was fun getting out of the house, I tell you. Just to be out yeah. with all those people and uh, watching the acts perform and everybody was good. I mean it was a very, very good show. This past oh, Saturday really. night. Redondo Beach Performing Arts Center. Very good. I uh, yeah, well, I went to It's always
1: run. great to have you on the show. We We appreciate you you coming back. Carmelita has more show to do. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I've got a great guest coming up.
2: We don't want to, like I said, stay tuned
1: for Carmelita's guest.
2: Carmelita's Corner. We don't want to get her upset by having Carmelita on too
7: long. (laughs) you (laughs) All right, guys. Okay, Jim and and Rita.
2: Thank you very much, Jillian and Carmelita. Thanks for coming on. We're going to move into Carmelita's Corner now. Okay.
5: Looking to take the next step? Join the Easyway Network and become part of our Easyway family. Post your own TV show. Accelerate your viewership as you will be seen on platforms such as Roku, Amazon, Apple. Brand yourself and affiliate yourself with celebrities, artists, influencers, and power planners. For more information on how to start your own show, channel, or network, go to easywaypromotions.com. To stay updated on all our upcoming events, text EASYWAY to 55678.
2: About to experience Carmelita's Corner. Carmelita's song, Rosebud made it to the top forties with the Godfather of Soul James Brown. She's the founder of the Rose Breast Cancer Society. Now here's your host,
4: Carmelita Pittman.
0: Well, hello there, Radio Land. I hope you're feeling grand. I've got a great guest for you this way. All right, now I just love that applause. (laughs) Anyway, his name is Dick Platkin, and he's quite an amazing guy. He's really got a wonderful history as a city planner in both Seattle and Los Angeles, and he's also an author. He is a writer, and he has a lot to tell us. So I'm going to save some of that for him, and we want to welcome him now. Dick Platkin. Hello. Hello. Hey there, Dick.
3: I'm here. I even get to oh. applause. That's great.
0: Yes, it's a great way to start the day. <laughs> so we've been talking, and, you know, I think, but you have to say your platform is very, very important. A lot of people are not aware of what's been happening with the developments seen here in not only California, but nationwide. And um, it is one of the reasons why we have such a large homeless population because, unfortunately, these buildings that are blossoming everywhere all over the place Uh, You know, they may look great with the glass towers and what have you, but unfortunately a lot of people are not able to afford to rent in them. And so therefore, we've got a lot of empty buildings and a lot of homeless people on the street. Can you tell us more about what's happening, of why that's happening, and how it came about to be happening, Dick?
3: Sure. Sure. there 's nothing excuse me there 's nothing new about homelessness it 's been around in the United States for a long time, and there were homeless encampments in the thirties during the depression. They were called Hoovervilles, but the government responded by uh, building public housing in Los Angeles, where I live there was uh, the city built public housing some of the public housing projects in l a go all the way back to the early and mid 1930s where the city of LA built them. then uh, under the Roosevelt administration, public housing became the product of the federal uh, of the FHA Federal Housing Authority and every every city had uh, a local housing authority. Uh, they built public housing and this was the policy of the United States to deal with homelessness until really the Nixon administration <clears throat> and the Nixon administration. Beginning then all the way to the present, slowly and gradually, eliminated all of the public housing programs in California. The last programs left were through community redevelopment agencies, but uh, the California state legislature and Governor Jerry Brown dissolved these legislatures about, uh, I mean these communi- these redevelopment agencies about ten years ago. That left one policy which we call Reaganomics. Reaganomics says we turn to the private sector to solve all social problems. So the private sector said let's allow developers to build bigger buildings and let's require a small percentage of these units to be affordable to take the place of public housing. And that policy uh, is being implemented widely throughout cities in the United States where they allow developers to build bigger buildings as long as they have a small percentage of affordable, meaning low-priced units. But it doesn't really work for two reasons. One is developers are not interested in building cheap housing, low-priced housing, because they can't make any money at it. So they do everything they can to avoid this requirement. The other thing is the cities like Los Angeles don't enforce the laws. So in Los Angeles, there's never anyone from the city staff who inspects a building to make sure that the, the pledged affordable units are there, or that uh, the people living in these units have been verified low-income tenants. In fact, the only uh, the only program that's left is Section 8, which many of your listeners might be familiar with. But in Section 8, the demand is enormous in Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Times. Wrote that there are 600,000 people in a city of 3.9 million people who would like Section 8 apartments, and only 400 per year manage to get it. So the result is there is an enormous amount of overcrowding. There's an enormous amount of people who pay uh, far more than the 30% recommended for their apartments, for their apartment or their house in Los Angeles. There's I don't know, 30 or 40 percent of the population that is paying over 50 percent of their income for, uh, for rent or for their mortgage. And the, the developer's response is, well, we have a shortage of housing. The cities have to give us or the state has to give us more opportunities to build housing. But the problem with that approach is the housing they built is expensive and the housing that is needed is low-priced. And the real problem is there is a massive amount of increasing poverty in the United States, and millions of people have been priced out of housing. And some people say, well, they should just go to uh, move to another area where the housing is cheaper. Well, that's an easy claim, and in fact, a lot of people are doing that, but you need a certain amount of money to move. And even in the every county in the United States now has a shortage, of low-priced apartments. It isn't as if you could, where I grew up, I grew up in North Dakota, you couldn't, even if you went to North Dakota, there's not one county in that cold state where you could find affordable housing if you're low-income and you wanted a two-bedroom apartment. And it's the same across the entire United States. So that's why, as you said, Carmelita, you see these beautiful new buildings, they always all have vacancy signs, and you look out in the streets And you look at the storefronts and you see homeless people and you go around the corner and you see homeless encampments. So that's the basic story of why we see so much homelessness right next to new buildings. It's it's an improper fit.
0: Yeah, very much so. And it's uh, very unfortunate. Uh, We've got places in America, supposedly the richest Country in the world that look uh, akin to Calcutta, uh, India, and those are places where the poor and the homeless, or what have you, you know, it's just really staggering, uh, to to see that happening here in America, and and I think it's obscene. It's totally obscene and driven by nothing but pure greed. That's the best way to describe it. And uh, I think something needs to be done about it. Uh, Whatever it was, you're saying the Reaganomics or whatever, Nixon, uh, doing away with the redevelopment agency, Uh, people are not even aware of of some of these um, places that they could go. I do have a friend that's living in a beautiful um, place in the marina, that has an affordable unit in one of those high-rise buildings. But she's one of the few that even know about it. How many people even know that that's available to low-income people? Uh, Very
3: few. Uh, The city's uh, housing department uh, uh, does not keep an easily accessible public registry of the available low-priced housing. And if you're a landlord and someone comes and says, hey, I want to rent that unit, there is no database of people who have been approved uh, who have submitted their taxes or something else that they qualify for low-priced housing. So there is a complete lack of the proper uh, behavior on the part of the public sector. And I, I would like to add that this is a problem, especially in California, but other states, where, the, where they, there's an in, in, a false explanation. They say there is a housing shortage. So, if we simply let developers build more housing, we will solve the problem. Well,, uh, this is not true because the developers don't build low priced housing. they build expensive housing. and then the 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 claim is, well, if they build expensive housing now, it will gradually decrease in price until it becomes affordable. So if we build if we if we flood the market now with expensive housing, which in fact is happening it'll trickle down to the poor or to the low-priced people, people who are now finding themselves in, in poverty or they lost their job during COVID-19 or they don't have health care. I mean, all kinds of explanations. But this simply, this is, this has not worked. And it's happening at both this, the federal level where the Biden administration is proposing uh, policies that will make it easier for developers to build expensive building, And it's especially happening at the state level where uh, Scott Weiner, who's a state senator from San Francisco, is proposed with to, to, Tony Atkins, who's from San Diego. They proposed two bills, which I think your readers would like to know about. One is called uh, Senate Bill 9, and the other is called uh, Senate Bill 10. Senate Bill 9 would simply be imposed by the state legislature, and the vote will come on August 16th. Uh, and uh this will the, the, this will allow basically small uh, small lots uh, where it's now a single family house to have up to 10 units and this would be by right there wouldn't be any public hearings there wouldn't be any zone changes this would simply allow developers to come in and people would say well you could own your own house and do it but if you own your own house uh you would like to live in your house you're not going to move out cuz you could build a small or a duplex, or a triplex, or a fourplex, or a ten-unit apartment house, uh, on your uh, on your lot. So the people who have the resources are developers, and developers have international investment funds. They have pension funds. They have a lot of uh, big insurance companies. They have a lot of a lot of inv- a lot of investors. See this as a golden opportunity. And the other legislation is called Senate Bill 10, which is also coming out coming up. And this would give much more power to city councils in in the state of California to override local initiatives and to basically uh, adopt legislation that would allow up to, I think, 16 units, uh, where you now have one unit of of, apart- of apartments. And the problem isn't only from the state of California. The problem is also a local one. So every city in California has to have what's called a housing element. That's a part of the general plan. It's a legal requirement. And the claim is cities do not have enough land devoted to housing, so we, we are requiring cities to change their plans and change their zoning so there will be many more opportunities for developers to build apartment houses. Uh, the problem is, of course, that... Uh, as I've stated, if they take advantage of this opportunity, they're not going to build low-priced housing. They will build market housing. So, I did a little. Uh, I did a little research, and I looked at the typical. Uh, typical R one lot, R one lot, are single-family homes. About seventy percent of the single-family homes in Los Angeles are on R one lots. Uh, I'm not sure what the average. Prices, but uh, the average price of a home is in LA is. I mean, it's a bargain when you can find a house that's less than a million dollars, and many houses are over two million dollars now. Uh, if you allow a fourplex to come in, I price the price of. Uh, I used to live in a fourplex. Uh, that rent, the typical old fourplex is four thousand dollars, and the new fourplex, which is a beautiful new apartment would rent for $6,000 a month. So you could demolish a single-family house and replace it with a fourplex. Each unit in the fourplex would rent for five or six, seven, maybe even seven if it's a really fancy one, dollars a month, way beyond the reach of the people who are poor or homeless or overcrowded. And uh, the investor would get an enormous return on investment, probably in the range of 15 to 20% per year. And the people who lived there before, who probably were much lower income and couldn't afford it, then have to go out and find another place to live, which is difficult if they don't if they want to stay in los angeles well, so we're cla- you know
0: dick yeah. uh, I'm gonna have to 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 leave it there uh, we're actually out of time, but
3: okay. I want our
0: listeners to please 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 uh defeat uh Senate bill number nine and ten if you are a property owner at all and are living in a single home and you want to keep your home because they're coming after your house too and it doesn't matter what part of California you live in. I went to a a chamber meeting in Beverly Hills and people were warned um, that Beverly Hills As beautiful as it is, it's not safe either. Imagine uh, them demolishing one of those gorgeous mansions and putting up a condo next to it. That's very, very possible with what's going on right now because the greed is insurmountable. There's no ending to it. And the people need to know about what's happening because if they don't know, they can't do anything about it. So that's why I have you on, Dick Platkin. I thank you so much for your information And uh, thanks for being a great guest. And uh, before you go, I want to invite you also to be a member of the Easy Way Wall of Fame. I'm going to be sending you some information about that because uh, there's going to be a great opportunity for everybody to know more about it August the 25th. There's going to be a virtual members meeting, and I am a gold member, which I'm very proud of, and I will be inviting you and my friends to join me on that. So, uh, hopefully, you'll you'll come on board. And thanks again for being a great guest. You're more than
3: welcome. Okay, thank you for inviting me. Bye bye.
1: Smartphone, cell phone, PC, Mac, tablet iPad. That's right. It's tech time. Do you know your passwords to your computer, to your cell phone, to all the hundreds of programs you have on your computer or tablet or phone? Probably not. You know, when we first started having all these electronic devices, we had one password and one username and we just used it on every single program, device, and it was life was sweet. Those days are gone. Now you get pop-ups on your computer that say this password or this username has been used by many people and is on the dark web. You need to change your password. Well, you probably do need to change your password, but you have to keep up with them. Now, they have programs where you can enter in your program, your password and your password, and it'll, it'll learn it for you, and whenever you go to that particular website or you're on that particular de- device, it'll pop up and you don't even have to remember a thing. But what happens if you drop your device in some water or you crack the screen and it no longer allows you to do that. How do you retrieve your password? How do you retrieve your user word? Let's go old school. Get a little notebook, write down the name of the program, and write down your username and your password in that little notebook. And every time you get a new program, It only takes a few seconds to do it, but you have to keep it up. So every time you get a new program, every time you change your password, for whatever reason, something happens, your computer goes down, when it comes back up, it's not reading your password anymore. When you change it, when you go into that little place where it says, I forgot my password, make sure when you put the new password in there, You write it in that tablet. Leave space to change the password several times. Or even better, write it in pencil. What a novel thought. Something is not permanent. Most things aren't permanent these days. So just make sure that you have your passwords. And it's also good for those of us that are up in age. If something happens to us, they will be able to get into our devices. A lot of times we have our insurance payments or all kinds of information inside of our computer. Something happens to us and nobody can get to that information. So have a designated person who knows where your notebook is, who knows how to use your passwords and your um, usernames so they can get in to see your important papers. Because we no longer really have a lot of file cabinets. We sure do put a lot of files on that electronic device of ours So take some time If you haven't done it lately Go in, each time you go into a program Write down the name of the program Write down your username and your password That's my tech time for today Jim, what on earth is your Jim for today? Okay, Okay, baby boomers boomers, It's time for for Jim from Jim
2: Good tips, Bruce. Good tips. And uh we're getting these uh, responses here when we're okay, remember RSVP at EasyWayEvents.com, Or you can call eight seven seven three nine nine two nine two nine for the uh and zoom in on August twenty fifth for an Easy Way experience. All right, it's meet and greet. And uh it's really gaining popularity. So anyway I'm You know, I I go through and I put down on on this uh, gem top ten question mark because I just wanted you to think about it a little bit. Because whether you're 30 years old or you're 60 years old, you could still, or even older, you could still plan for retirement. Because if you do, and you listen to somebody's tips, by the time you're our age, you can sit back and enjoy your retirement. Otherwise, a high percentage—I I think it's in the fifty percent or more category—people have little money, and at, you know, ten, twenty thousand isn't going to do much. So, I found in Nationwide.com. I search around the internet. Retirement advice from real retirees: ten retirement planning tips to consider. Okay, so who better to ask than people that uh, who are living it now? Okay, so I'm going to go through a couple of them. Number one is monitor your investments in pre-retirement. Money needed five to 10 years into retirement is most vulnerable, so avoid overspending. If that money is lost, it's harder to recover, and I can tell you that. I lost a lot of homes in Katrina, and when you're in your 60s, and it's, it, it, well, it, you know it's a time thing. You don't have 20, 30 years to uh, build it all back up. Uh, plan for inflation as a fact of life. Inflation and rising prices can eat away at the buying power of retirement funds. When planning for retirement, just assume prices will go up and plan for it. Uh, you know, say you plan on doing a little remodel that could cost, say, ten or twenty thousand. Well, now it could cost forty thousand. Talk with your significant other or spouse about retirement uh, spending. Have plans. Work it out together. Uh, focus on physical health given the high cost of health care focusing on physical fitness today is key to staying physically uh, fit you know because i've seen people lose their homes because they couldn't afford all the deductibles so you don't want to overlook that a budget and follow it the best way to plan a budget is to know how much you can spend but alas Most people don't bother to calculate how much they can safely spend in retirement. Uh, Get a good investment professional, okay, like we have uh, Jerry Kane, and uh, you have to talk to somebody who knows what they're doing. That's their business. Uh, I mean, if you go to the doctor, you want to stay healthy. Well, it's the same with your, your financial. You want to put money in the right place. And when you're young, you put a little money away once in a while, that much, just a little bit. You could wind up with uh five, six $600,000 by the time you're in your uh, late 60s. Watch travel expenses in retirement. Travel is cheaper and easier when you're mobile. Okay, so take big trips when you are younger. <laughs> All right, pay off your mortgage. Um, a little tip there is do weekly. If you get a 30-year mortgage or a 15, if you can get it, that'd be good. Payments would be a little higher, but it's paid off faster. But here's another tip. You knock four, maybe close to five years off your mortgage by paying bi weekly. You make two payments a month, and you're you're taking your payment splitting in half. But overall, you're adding one. And uh, if you could throw a few dollars extra on that, you can, you know, save seven, eight years off that mortgage. Work longer, one of the best ways to ensure you have significant money well into retirement is work a few additional years. Well, I take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, if you work a little bit longer, you make a little bit more, but you're also taking those years off of retirement, and you can't buy those back. So I would say the happy medium, maybe get to retirement age, maybe you can throw in a year or two, give you a little bit more Social Security, but I wouldn't keep going on and on and on, because you wind up retiring, and your health will be falling apart, and then you can't go anymore. You'll enjoy your retirement sitting at home. Expect to spend more, number 10. No matter how much you plan, surprise expenses are inevitable, budget or unexpected expenses, as well as costs like property taxes and household maintenance, and uh, because these costs could go up dramatically. So, Reith, there you go. A couple tips on uh, on the old retirement issue there. And it is the unexpected, right? I mean, we just, Absolutely,
1: uh, those things that you don't think about, like new yeah. carpets and new drapes. We bought them twenty years ago. How long did they? We really think they were going to last, and they think certainly don't cost what they used to. I went uh, to buy paint to paint, and oh my goodness, I I'm still back in the day when paint was fifteen dollars a can. Yeah,
2: now they
1: start yeah. at thirty, thirty-five dollars. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. And uh, and if you go, you know, you, you want to save money. And if you have somebody come over to do it, that $35 a gallon of paint could wind up costing you uh, $235 if you have somebody come over and do the painting. Uh, Absolutely. So if you stay in shape, like when I when I was finished with all that stuff I did, and, uh, oh, boy, I don't know. I think it was close to $800 of chemo and all that stuff. I came home, and it you know took a little while to get on my feet uh some stability, but I went back into doing my own stuff stucco work I put in a door, and the door was that I bought was four inches wider than the old door, so I had to chisel out all the stucco, reframe it, and if I would have had that done, it would have cost a lot of money and If you could do a lot of it yourself and you could get a you know one of those books, how to? And you go to home Jerry, and do a lot of things. Jim,
1: Jim, I am not <laughs> reframing any
2: doors. It's not going to happen. Not, not going to happen. <laughs> no second stories. Okay. Well, you know there are some <laughs> projects. Yeah, I understand that. But you know, Reith, There's some projects I planned on, and I'm saying, you know what? I don't need that. That's going to be an extra ten or twenty thousand if I want to, you know, build a certain thing in the backyard or add this on or that. it's like you know those expenses at this age that's another thing you're putting on the on the table that takes a long time to pay off <clears throat> so you got to re- rethink some of the spending you know some that you don't need paying it fix it up and so be it you know but yeah uh, you do with that wreath we got that uh that events coming up that's going to be exciting we've got uh Laura Langmeyer, Oma Perry, or Brian Wills, you're going to be there. Vince Vaughn's mother, Shay, uh, president of, uh, what tip international, Kim Marie Robertson. I mean, Fred Smith, the list goes on and on with all these people, uh, uh, with Kathleen Bradley and Zandra Evans, uh, Eric Stoller, but, uh, you know, and
1: it's going to be virtual. <laughs> so you don't even have to leave your house.
2: Zoom in, uh, August 25th. Yeah. at six to 10. And, uh, what is it? Uh, RSVP at EasyWayEvents.com or 877-399-2929 to register. I You know, I went to, you know, I was listening to one of the events, and I thought, well, I'll try to catch an hour. And I stayed there the full day because one right after another is like, this is interesting stuff. And even at our age, you can pick up stuff, you know, little tips. And uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah, but with that, Rita, the time goes so fast. And uh, we want to thank Carmelita and uh, Jerry for coming on. And The songs were so cool. You sit back and reminisce. A lot of history there. And someday we're going to talk about what happens to all these entertainers and singers and so on. Uh, and like you said, you go to some of your uh, Hollywood, or Hollywood uh, high school reunions and you see some of the people what happens to them where do they wind up where do the beach boys wind up or the ones that are still around and do they still play music and
1: yeah i found out i don't know which one it was because i've only been a member of this organization for a little while but one of the beach boys comes and plays uh, christmas carols at one of the clubs i'm in so Ah, we're hoping this year that he'll he'll come back depending on if we're in the still in the middle of a pandemic but yeah, they're around. It's
2: amazing. People are around. Yeah. And they say that uh re, you know, what what do they call it, uh, resurfacing or whatever they, you know, redoing some of these old bands uh and they haven't been together for years back on stage. I read this article this lady gathered up some of these old groups and she said, "Well, they haven't played in 20 years and they got in, you know, in a in a room or whatever and they started playing just like they did when they were together." All yeah, the Stones
1: and, are out on contract, um, uh, in concert now, you know, wow, and yeah. Mick Jagger said he didn't want to be singing Satisfaction at 70, well, guess what, <laughs> We <laughs> still want to hear it, so he's still playing it.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, well, it's it's popular stuff, and it doesn't go away, and people love it, even, you know, it gets me, he's a, some of the younger people like that stuff. I've had people say, I wish I grew too. up in the 60s, you know. But I was that,
1: talking I to one guess, girl, and she was talking about going to a Stones concert. This was several years ago. And I said, oh, I went to a Stones concert. And she said, really, when? And I said, oh, in 1964. And she was like, how <laughs> well, old are you? I thought, oh, my God.
2: <laughs> oh, Woodstock? Yeah, I remember seeing shots of that. Uh All that stuff. I remember when uh, when the Beatles first came out, and I and I heard it on the radio. I thought, why would anybody name their group the Beatles? That's not gonna that's (laughs) not gonna work. And they became pretty popular. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, but anyway. Well, I
1: guess it's time uh, for us to move on. We will be back next Monday at 10 a.m. You can listen to the archive shows. Yep. And uh, we got good stuff and good guests on there. You can pick up well, a few Radio tips Bomber's live, You
2: know, you, get a
1: little entertainment.
2: Fun. And there's a lot of good stuff there. I mean, if you want tech stuff, news, just all kinds of interesting reports, I mean, you can go back and listen to the stuff all day. It's fun. I do it sometimes. But till then, guys, I guess uh, it's it, it, time goes fast. Time flies where you have fun and next Monday morning Reese and I'll be back and uh, we got Zonda Evans coming on this is going to be interesting uh and uh I just uh, all I know is the week goes so fast the months go so fast but what can you do Reese just keep on moving keep the faith and uh Radio Boomers live is signing out we'll see you or talk to you next week
1: bye Thank you for listening to Radio Boomers Live with your hosts, Aretha Gray, Star Betty White Software Rockers, and Easy's Dad, Jim Zully. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Radio Boomers Live. Radio Boomers Live is brought to you by the Easy Way Broadcasting Network. That's the letter E, the letter Z, Broadcasting Network.